Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Or podcast. Well, welcome back to the Shane and Scuba Steve show. A show where Shane and Scuba Steve discuss current events and pop culture and deep, dark, dark dives into late 80s and 90s culture. There's a lot of good things about it, honestly. Some it's bad top things tier. about 80s and 90s cultures, but a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, we don't have a tiki drink this week, unfortunately. Sadly. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking... Uh, I went deep into the bowels of my uh, fridge, and I found a can of Ace Pineapple Cider, um, which more than likely, I didn't see an expiration date on the can, but is probably expired. So, you know, it's going to be good. That's how you know. So I'm actually having the same problems. I reached deep into my fridge and pulled out a Vibes hard seltzer from the summer. Vibes? Vibes, yeah. It's a, they're thick boy cans, so they're like a normal 16-ounce beer can, mm-hmm. but a seltzer. Um, pineapple and coconut flavored. I'm not a big coconut guy. See, here's the thing. It kind of tasted this summer. I remember it like a pina colada. Mm-hmm. Very delicious. Yep. Instead, now it tastes disgusting. I bet. Also, I have, I've never heard of Vibes. That's This is the first time hearing of it. I believe... Like I, we got them at, like I think, a smaller liquor store. But I've seen them in Total Wine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right now it tastes uh, slightly rancid. So, you got old drink... Thursday for you. Yeah, where we're at right now. <laughs> but yes, so our fridge finds are top tier. Yeah, incredible fridge finds. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta. I like to drain pour beers, um, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people do, and they're like older or stuff like that. It's like no, because it's just beer to me at a certain point. Like I like different kinds of beer. That's fine. That's great. Like, I'll drink an IPA. I'll drink a stout. Whatever. But at a certain point, I'm like I'm attached to it, and it yep. kind of feels like you're just like you know like. I'm not going to throw out a bag of popcorn because it's been open for like three days. I'm not going to throw out a beer because it's been sitting in my fridge for a month. Like, uh, I feel like those are two very different time frames. They are, but like if you had popcorn for a month, it's like throw it out, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, know, but that's you popcorn. Got, you I also... and a couple of our friends showed up at my apartment one time and roasted me for keeping Oreos in the fridge, but it keeps them fresh. That Well, it's more so it's like one, I never... My Ore- once I open a pack of Oreos, I'm done with them. Like they're gone before the, the seal is broken. Understandable. But more Understandable. so, it's it is just I had never seen anyone put cookies in the fridge, so that's why I was like, "What?" Well, here's the thing. So this is so this bit me in the ass the other day. Um, so I've I've had these stroop waffle things in my in my apartment, and mm-hmm. like I finally figured out how to eat them, and it's like because I was eating them cold, so you're gonna warm them up for like ten seconds. Yep. And then they become delicious. So I grab a new package because I was out of the old ones, out of the out of my cabinet. I go put it in the put it in the microwave for like 15 seconds, like you t- the whole usual time, and it comes out. It's very flimsy. I'm like, okay, maybe these are a little bit fresher or something. And I bite into it. And I got scalded by caramel, and I quickly realized it's because my other ones were coming out of the fridge. That the 15 seconds was like enough to get them like loose. Yeah, but fucking 15 seconds from room temperature is enough to create small like magma flows coming out of it i was like it was like falling into my hand it was just scorching my palm trying to eat a trying to eat a goddamn stroop waffle well are you okay now though i've recovered okay. i won't do it again i put them immediately in the fridge the next time 
my like lizard brain goes to have a snack, I know to microwave it, I'll be okay. <laughs> See, you just gotta prepare for these things. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we were able to find at least something worthwhile in both of our fridges. But wanna wanna get going into the podcast this evening? Yeah. So coming up on the rundown, we have our trailer of the week. A classic monster film, Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, something years in the making. This is 2015, they've been trying to put this picture together, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. So, I saw the trailer first thing on like Twitter, Reddit, and it kind of came up, and I was like, alright, is this like a fan thing, or like, is this actually happening? No, it's really, it's happening. It happened. It was quite real. Yeah. Um... I'm excited. I like I like a classic monster movie because like I there's I think there's very low stakes mm-hmm. to monster movies. Um, I was a huge fan of. Fuck, I'm forgetting the name of the movie now. Is it the Godzilla, the 2014 by Gareth Edwards? Is it Kong Skull Island? The no, East? neither of those. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Proposal. No, this is about. Um, you know, they wear the big metal suits of armor. Oh, Pacific Rim. Yes. So like. To me, for whatever reason, I see Godzilla and I kind of think back to the Kaiju's of Pacific Rim. Yep. And I really enjoy that movie. So I think, like, looking at Godzilla versus Kong, to me, Kong is just like an animal version of a suit. But we're going to see where this develops. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned Pacific Rim because I saw this meme the other day that was it's the scene from Batman v Superman where they meet Wonder Woman. And it's like, don't worry, I've killed things from other worlds before. And like, Batman's like, is he with you? But it's, it's, but it's the Pacific Rim uh, suit saying that to Kong and Godzilla. And they're just like, is he with you? And he's like, I thought he was with you. But Well, the crazy thing is, mm-hmm. people, so people have speculated now already that it's like going to be Kong, Godzilla, and then Mecha Godzilla comes into play. Oh, well, let me tell you, if you, uh, spoilers for anyone looking forward to the Godzilla versus Kong movie, if you watch the trailer and put it super slow, at four seconds, you see people fleeing a city, Mecha Godzilla's yep. in the background. With the red, with the red neck ring. Yeah, exactly. So, my thoughts: the movie I'm guessing is probably either going to be Mecha Godzilla is pretending to be Godzilla, so they bring Kong in to fight him, or okay. Mecha Godzilla, or no, rather, they bring Kong in to fight Godzilla, and then they let Mecha Godzilla loose. They're like, both these two things are too dangerous, and then the two of them fight Mecha Godzilla, and then they're just like, all right, we're cool. Like, hey, we took out this robot. But, I mean, I think it's super interesting because it sounds like from the trailer there's going to be a lot of world building that happens. Well, I was going to say, have you been up to date on this Kong Godzilla world movies that they've been doing since the 2014 Godzilla movie? So I'm not 100% like up to date. So I'm going to tell the, tell the audience one quick thing. Mm-hmm. The first rated R movie I ever saw was the Jack Black King Kong in theaters. That was the first R-rated movie you saw? Uh, in theaters or just so. it ever? I think in theaters. Oh wow! I, I I'm trying to like, think back to like when this movie came out, so I don't make an ass of myself. Uh, the King, the King Kong Jack Black was 2005. That sounds about right because I was what 11. Oh wow! I saw a lot more R-rated movies before you. Okay. This isn't a competition. No, I'm not trying to say it is a competition, but I'm just saying like, oh, well, I've got you. It was beat. fucking terrifying. It well, especially the the bug scene got me. That's where I tapped out. Up until yeah. then, I was like, I can, oh, I'm enjoying this. And also, like, it was Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. So I was like, oh, cool. But yeah, once the bugs started, I was like, nope. Which, side note, Peter Jackson likes making scenes with bugs and making them disgusting because he hates bugs. 
So that's okay. his way of like, okay, if I'm uncomfortable, then I know like this scene is what I want it to be. So you can kind of get over it. I think it's less to get over it. I think it's more for him to be like, like I want you all to feel the way I feel. Which it's like, yeah, no, I hate bugs. And you make me hate them every time you put them in any of your movies. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you with oh, no. that. But go back to the, the world building. So since the 2014 Godzilla movie with Brian Cranston, which he's fantastic. Have you seen that one? I don't think I have. Honestly, he's fantastic. Like, he's really good in the movie. And then, spoiler, he dies. That's, like, it, to me, one of the biggest, like, problems with it is, like, you should have kept him in it. Like, even if, like, after the halfway point, he becomes more of a side character, you should have kept Brian yep. Cranston. You can't go wrong with it. Also, a secondary thing I don't like about it is Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen are a couple in the movie. But okay. this is either right before or right after Age of Ultron, where they're sisters, or brother and sister. So, like, watching the movie every once in a while, I go, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> That's weird. But that movie, like, kind of got rebooted the whole franchise that they were going for. Kong Skull Island is a, essentially a prequel because that takes place right at the very end of the uh, Vietnam War. Then there's yep. Godzilla King of Monsters, which is, like, a very, like, operatic kind of movie, like, how it's framed in some of the scenes. And now we're in the Godzilla uh, versus Kong. So there's been, like, this weird like trajectory of how the movies are moved because the first one's very gritty and kind of grounded then kong is like more like a, a vietnam movie but also kind of leaning into some of the horror and bug aspect and then yeah godzilla king of monsters is just like hey wh- what if we just focus on godzilla so it's i'm excited for this uh i kind of like skull island it wasn't my favorite but it, i felt like it had multiple points where i was like oh this is like great what they're going for um king of monsters i think i got a little burnt out after halfway through just because it was like oh it is really just a lot of like just monsters 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 okay uh but i'm excited a a theory that i saw was that kong's gonna win because as of right now godzilla is the king of monsters but we know kong is king kong so it's like he's gonna have to beat godzilla so he can earn the title of king kong oh Okay. Yeah. That's that's a weird semantic like we're gonna attempt to make this make sense. Well well the other thing so if you did you see Skull Island? No. Dude, I'm very far behind oh, that's, on, the, on the monster. But like here. in Skull Island, Kong is only like twenty to thirty no, he's probably bigger than that. He's like maybe like fifty feet tall. But now he's yes. like a hundred meters plus tall to keep up with Godzilla. He's a growing boy. Yes. But I like that even in the movie Skull Island, they have like a quick throwaway line. It's like, he's not even done growing because they knew they wanted to do this movie. But they're like, well, we can't have a tiny baby monkey fight Godzilla. He, he won't win. So it's like, uh, just yes. say he'll get bigger so then we can make him bigger in the next movie. So I, I'm, this will, I think will be a good movie. It's going to be released on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. It yes, is, yes, on March 31st. And in theaters, but of course, people will really just see it on HBO. This one, I think, will be a good, like, just popcorn, just, you know, let your brain forget about things and just watch it. Because I always get a kick during the trailers when people are, like, talking about these monsters so seriously. Like, Kong is the only thing that can save us all. He has a heart. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Too far. Yeah. Too far. Alexander Skarsgård. I, I, I like you, buddy, but uh, don't take it so seriously. But I think it could be it could be interesting. I'm like, I don't know enough, and so to me, you're right. This is like a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. This is like, yeah, I'll watch it like on a lazy Saturday, like a rainy Sunday in March. Like, sure, yeah. I don't know. 
I like the trailer, but I, I don't know if the trailer had like enough in it for me. To me, if anything, the trailer, the the title alone is all the movie's about. So I wasn't expecting like too much from the trailer. The fact that when you slow it down, you can see Mechagodzilla kind of gives everything away, and or at least gives you a big like, okay, he's going to be involved in some way. But yep. this to me, I'll definitely put it on because if anything, like the visuals and the color they're using, like there's the scene where you see Godzilla shooting his atomic blast and, God, and Kong is just blocking it. That just looks like fantastic. So I'll definitely put this on when it's released and just like relax. I won't have to be so like, oh, don't miss any dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's definitely, that's definitely how I view mm-hmm. the movie as well. Well, I will say the director for this, uh, Adam uh, Wingard, he also did The Guest with Dan Stevens. I don't know if you've seen that one. I really enjoy it. I have not seen The Guest. Uh, he's like an army vet that goes to see, like, one of his old buddy's family. And then, like, the family's in quotation, like, trouble. But then he kind of causes more trouble by stop. Anyway, it's a pretty good movie. I, I, I would recommend it. I'll check it out. For my Beauty and the Beast fans, if you like Dan Stevens, watch The Guest. <laughs> Good to know. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad we, uh, the guess is important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, given this trailer, uh, you got a, a rating for this uh, up front? Any uh, preemptive uh, score you want to give it? I don't. I want to say, like, I don't want to be kitschy, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it, like, three out of five uh, aircraft carrier diving boards. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to give this a preemptive... Uh, 3.5 out of 7 uh, misdirections on the villain. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, that's, I'm just going to say it's also a low score because, once again, it is just like a monster movie. Like, I don't expect yep. to, at the end of this movie to go like, wow. That was, oh my god, that was so good. I hope that gets nominated for something other than visual effects. Um. Oh my god, Rebecca Hall was magnificent in this movie. I cried during her monologue. I just don't think we get that far, right? Like, that's not gonna no. happen. But if Brian Cranston was there, oh, for sure. Oh, oh Brian. Oh man, I'd, I'd tear up as soon as he, he walks on screen. Do you? For everything or just Breaking Bad? Everything, even Seinfeld episodes. He was in Seinfeld? Yeah, he's the dentist. Oh, you don't know? Oh man, he's the dentist who converts to Judaism and then Jerry's like I think he only converted because he wants to make Jewish jokes like I I don't think he cares about the faith oh. so here's the thing I want to watch so as soon as Netflix gets Seinfeld mm-hmm. I want to watch it isn't it on yeah, Hulu? I tried to watch it on Hulu it was on Hulu but it's gone uh, are you sure it's going oh, wait. to? I think June 2021 so I can keep watching it on Hulu. Okay. Are you sure it's going to Netflix? Yes. Because I was going to say it might go to Peacock. No, I think it's, it's already been bought and paid for on Netflix. Nice. Good. I'm glad Netflix got ahead of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, Peacock, not you. I, I only have it for the free subscription. I'm not going to pay for Peacock. No, of course not. That said, though, as we discussed, I think last week or week before, I am watching King of the Hill on Hulu. Yes. Because it's there. Mm-hmm. And I basically have taken to just bouncing around different episodes. Oh, you're not watching it in order? Man, you're missing the story, the arcs. I'm, like, watching it in a little bit of an order, but I'm, like, having more fun with it. But then I also all of a sudden got on King of the Hill TikTok the other day, which is a place, and I only got there because this um, this person had posted, like, a video about the King of the Hill animation guide. Yep. 
that's like in the public sphere too like they were talking about like look at like that you can't show like people in this light and like you can't make peggy too curvy and like all these different things yep. that was hysterical i liked it and then all of a sudden i was on king of the hill tiktok for two and a half days uh two questions when you say you're skipping around are you going like season two episode three then season five episode one or are you just like like skipping every other episode in a way i'm sorry I missed that. can you repeat what you said not a problem i said are you when you say you're skipping around are you skipping like season two episode three then season five episode one or are you going like every other episode i'm like in the seasons so okay like, okay i can I, I can appreciate that a little bit of left and right like on the like on the like in the season i'm in season two right now so like Okay. I started off in season one. I watched a few episodes. And I was like, "All right, like I, I get it." And then I tried to bounce to like, because it, it shows up letterboxed, right? Not letterboxed. What yep. kind of letterboxed? It shows up four three instead of sixteen nine. Yeah, I was like, I kind of like prefer to watch animation now widescreen because I'm an asshole. But it doesn't really happen until super late. And I was like, I missed like all of a sudden like John Redcorn's there. Everyone, I was like, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, but it works. I mean, like I'm, I'm happy. Who's your favorite character? I think it might be Bobby just for his bits. Mm-hmm. Bobby's really good. Uh, Dale, I can't. Yeah. nothing beats Dale to me. Dale's not my a favorite lot. line. My favorite line from Dale is, uh, his wife is like, "Dale, start the car. We're gonna go steal a news truck." He goes, "The perfect crime. How are they gonna report it?" <laughs> that one. That one sits in my the back of my head all day, rent free. You see a globe truck yeah. just drive by you, and you're like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I'm like the bird. No one can. How can you even say? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're back on King of the Hill. That's like great. I was watching. I was watching the episode or the arc today where Matthew McConaughey's in it. But it's yep. also great because I'm reading his autobiography right now. Mm-hmm. If I, if I'm not mistaken, is he the guy who's the character uh, who's like has the business that's picking up dog poop? I think so. He's like a self self proclaimed genius. Yep. Because I forget if it's him or Johnny Knoxville. I know there's an episode where a guy, his job is like, oh, I pick up dog poop. But like, he does really well for himself. Yeah. And Bobby's like, this is great. But Hank's like, I don't want my son picking up dog poop. <laughs> but once again, you see at the guy's house, it's like, no, I would. Yeah, no, that's not a bad gig. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, yeah, so that's where we're there with that. But talking about another TV show near and dear to both of our hearts. One mm-hmm. episode Columbo. Oh. Oh, I thought it was Columbo we were going to discuss. It is not Columbo. Have you ever watched Columbo? No, I haven't. It's good for its time. The only problem is, like, recurring, like, kind of joke or thing in the episodes is, like, he's a detective, you know, like, approach people go, hey, did you murder them? And they'll go, no. And he goes, okay. And he'll walk away. He goes, oh, wait, one more thing. And he does it in every single episode. Like, one more thing. And then divulges, like, I have this fingerprint of yours. On the guy's face when he's dead. How'd that get there? But anyway, one of the Oh, so it's, it's, it's kind of like the, like, oh, murderer say what? Yeah, pretty got much. It, got it, got it, got it. One Division, episode three. This takes place in the early 70s, very reminiscent of the Partridge family or Brady Bunch. Um, first thoughts in, in the episode? What do you uh, think? The architecture is fucking amazing. The flowing staircase, mm-hmm. I would like it in my house immediately. Yep. Um, yep. I think he did great things this episode to kind of break down some walls I think between yep, characters this one I... and then between with the audience as well. I was going to say, this one definitely is the, the first episode that really kind of gives you some actual information to kind of work with. And I think it kind of it reinforced a lot of the theories that have been floating around, which obviously theories are theories until they're like 
the show proves them out. But I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of great stuff there. I think it was really good to see. It felt like to me maybe a very isolated episode where it was just in the house. Yep. And I think that was important because it kind of kept everything centralized around like one theme. Obviously, like I thought it was hysterical. Um, in the second episode, um, Wanda becomes pregnant. This episode, they're kind of like talking about like the the speed of uh, gestation for a human, we'll call it. Yep. And how like she um, visions like doing the calculations because he's the computer. He goes, all right, you yep. should be due like next Saturday. And then like an hour later, she's like popping. Yep. But I think it was a great episode. I thought there are so many good things. I mean, do you want to dive in with some of those like theory things or where do you want to go? Absolutely. So one of the big things, so the name of the children is because she has twins, Billy and Tommy. Within the comics, those are characters that Wanda creates herself using her abilities because earlier in the comics, unlike in the movies, her abilities are chaos magic, yep. which anyway, but those two kids are, she creates them. So they're not real. She doesn't actually have them. And then later on, she loses them because the world is like, you can't just create babies. And then she goes crazy and creates the moment of house of them. So just the fact that those two babies are there and they even use the names, Billy and Tommy, it's not like they, they could have named them anything, but the fact that they did that, that already is like, okay, things are going to like ha- pop off essentially that's i feel like that's marvel just be like all right if you read the comics get ready like these two aren't going to be here long I well feel. that's the house of m storyline right uh, for the uh, yes and no like first the babies the two kids were there for like a little bit in time within the comics then they were like taken away and then it was a fair chunk of time before actually the house of m like there's a chunk between Wanda losing the children and then losing her mind and not being able to handle it and then the House of M situation happens. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. But and then also they later on brought the kids back and they became superheroes themselves in the Young Avengers uh, Speed and Wiccan. So I think the fact that they've now named these two babies, used those two names, I think there's been rumors or if not confirmation that there will be a Young Avengers movie or, or show that's just them being like, okay, like these two characters who are pivotal within the comics and uh, that that group. That's just to be like, yep, they're coming. Don't worry, everybody, because we have um, Hawkeye with uh, Kate Bishop slash uh, what's her name, uh, Haley Stanfield, Ms. Marvel, uh, Ironheart is a Young Avenger, and tons of other things. So it was exciting to see the babies show up. It is. Do you think so? I was the baby showed up. And then Geraldine got a little bit too close. Yep. Which I love that she brought up. Uh, well, first Wanda brings up Pierto, but mentioned Ultron. Like I was so happy that like, ooh, like it someone's going to. Br- yes. But I think also that was the first time since Age of Ultron that they had mentioned um, her brother. So like that was when she mentioned, like she was like, oh, I'm a twin. I was like, oh, 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 they're going to say it. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't expect that to come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some other things from this episode. I really like the commercial about the Hydra soap, uh, that connects to agents of shield because in agents of shield, there's a season where they're in like an alternate reality and Hydra is ruling everything. And Coulson at one point discusses, he's like, Oh, Hydra has their soap. That's mind controlling. Like, you know, that's why, you know, that blue soap don't use it. It's that's how they get in your head. I thought it was awesome. Like I love the commercials and we talked about it last time and, I love yep. the court. I think they're great because I think it's just yes. it connects it to all those things. And there's a lot of theory I've read where it's like each one is like an instance in Wanda's life that kind of comes together. Yep. So I'm just, I mean, obviously there's only five more episodes. One of them comes out in roughly six and a half hours. Yep. So we're going to learn more each week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really enjoyed so this episode. Two things that how it ends. One, excuse me, Geraldine is thrusted out of the town. So now we know that it is a real town. It's being controlled essentially either by Wanda or being affected by yep. it. And then she's sworn by tons of guards, which I'm assuming is sword. But the thing that I really enjoyed was the episode uh, Vision like storms in the house and he's like, oh, where'd Geraldine go? And she's like, oh, she went home. I'm enjoying that. It seems like Vision will actually kind of be like discovering the mystery himself. Because even in the beginning of the episode, he like is like ah, something's not right. And then Wanda re- rewinds things again. So I'm excited to watch him possibly be the one that's like, wait, like Wanda, what are you doing? I agree like 100% because if, like even Vision, the biggest thing about Vision was when he's talking to his neighbors, um, mm-hmm. he's cutting through, using a hedgehog, cutting through like a concrete wall. He's yep. like, hey, you're, you're cutting through that. And they're like, yep, just trying. And they yep. know that they're trying to get, like I think they even the neighbors know that something's wrong. Yes. Uh, because at the end you see uh, Herb and, uh, is it Agnes? Or, or Agnes? I forget how they pronounce what they call it. Thank you, Agnes. Um, but like he's trying to say something, and then she's like, "Shh, don't say anything." Though within the comics, her Catherine Hahn's character is like, someone that works kind of for and has helped Wanda. So some people are speculating, like, "Yeah, she knows she's probably the one that's like trying to guide the people around them." But yeah, be I was very happy with this. Mm-hmm. But I was just very happy with this episode that it finally gave us something to chew on and be like, oh, okay. We Some theories are getting filled in. It's not all just a gray map now. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I kind of do feel like with, with how Geraldine was, like, responded to when she left the bubble, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely something there that maybe Westview is, like, I don't want to call it, like, a military base that she's just kind of, like, mentally co-opted into, what like, a town. Mm-hmm. But it feels like something like that's afoot. Kind of like the Truman Show? Yes. Well, I took it that because she wears the necklace, uh, Geraldine, of the of sword. So I think she's a sword person that tried to infiltrate. Because even the first time we meet her in the second episode, she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Like, um, so I kind of, but I expected when she was swarmed, regardless if she works or not works for sword. I just took that as like, that's probably what they would do to anybody that came flying through this impenetrable city wall that's shooting out of 80s or well it'll be soon to be 80s sitcom yeah but just still this show is keeping me very excited um the everyone's doing phenomenal acting in the show paul bettany and elizabeth olsen are just killing it like uh, you i forget you forget how good to me paul bettany is because like the vision is such a very bland character yeah. but to now get just get them to see Dusu so much. Every time I'm like, oh, yes, oh, please be a wacky robot, man. I kind of just, I wonder, I don't, this might be online somewhere, but like, I wonder how much time he spends in makeup for each episode. I'm going to say probably like two to three hours. There's this cool video though of him ripping the vision, like prosthetics off his face at, during the filming of Infinity War. Okay. And it looks so creepy because how because it's like a skin tight layer. It's not just makeup. It's like this prosthetic. But how he's ripping it and how it's looked, it looks as though his real skin is the fake thing and the vision skin is real. Ooh, weird. And it, it took me like a couple times watching it to, before I was like, okay, nope. It's just how it's like flaking off of his head. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, I would say he's probably going to make it for like two to three hours. And that's also why they're like, okay, let's switch him into a human form to save Paul some time in the chair. Do you think um, Do you think it's crazy that Paul Bettany went from just being Jarvis for like three movies or four movies and then becoming like an actual character? Oh, for sure. Um, one, he's been in every single phase of the Marvel Universe now, yep. which is funny. But the, he tells a story, Paul Bettany, it was before Age of Ultron, and his agent was like, man, your career is over. Like, no one's going to want you, because I think he'd done um, the movie Legion and the movie Priest, which are pretty, I enjoy them. They're like action kind of religious films yep. that are based off comic, decent, but like they didn't do well. But his agent was like, man, you're, you're finished in this world. Like, go you figure something else out. And he was, like, on the curb sitting, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he got a call from Joss Whedon being like, do you want to be Vision? <laughs> it happened in the same exact day. And he was like, um, yeah. So he's always been very proud of that. But, yeah, it's crazy that he went from just being, like, hello, Mr. Stock. Which he even says, like, he's like, that was, that was the best gig. I'd show up, like, on a weekend for, like, four hours and get paid a lot of money. And I'd be done. Well, that's also too around that time. Like everyone wanted Jarvis in their house. Like, oh yeah, I still want a Jarvis in my house. Like, if my Alexa could talk like Jarvis, I'd be so much happier than how she talks to me now. I'm shocked he hasn't like worked out a deal with some company that does that and be like, okay, what do I have to say? Though I bet it's like a big, big paycheck he'd be wanting because it's his voice and his likeness. Yeah, but because I mean, what a GPS unit had like Yoda and Darth oh, Vader. Oh, like Tom Tom. Like, that's what. It, yeah, Tom Tom. Which Vader is cool, but Yoda would be just confusing. Left you'll turn, baby. What? Huh? Not right. You will turn now. Yeah. So, but I think overall, like, how do you feel about this episode? Obviously, there's some great like scenes with like her hiding the pregnancy with like a fruit bowl when Geraldine comes mm-hmm. in, and like yep. she has contractions, and the town's power goes out. Like, I think honestly, I like it just as much as the other ones. I feel. Once the season or the series is over, we'll be able to easily pick out different episodes. Like, ah, this one wasn't so great, and that one more so than other. But I think each episode is fantastic because each episode is a different decade of sitcoms. It's giving us, for the most part, some detail in each one. So I I love this just as much as the others. I'm going to hold to that until, yeah, until the series is over. I would say you won't be able to pick a bad episode. Though that being said, this next episode is probably going to be like, oh, this one was horrible. Um, but I think it was great. Uh, I'm going to give this one. Um, I actually think if there's anything I didn't like in the episode. So I, I might have to give this one a five out of five storks coming to life. Okay. Okay. I was going to give it like five out of six doctors missing their flight and then working in a okay. tight bit about they, them not being able to leave town. What? Uh, why are you giving it the five out of six? What is what is keeping it from a six out of six? I just don't know if it, like I don't think anything's perfect yet, and like to call it like a perfect TV show, which I want to, because there's a lot of like great mm-hmm. things. I still think there's a lot of like in each episode, there's a lot of like sixteen minutes of build up for eight minutes of like not action but like of detail. I definitely get that, but part the reason I kind of accept that in a way is. Because Wanda's showing this all as a sitcom. And for the most part, I feel most sitcoms for a majority of the time, they wouldn't be giving you like big ball, like, oh, here's all this stuff in the middle of the episode. It will be something at the very end because they want to get the viewers to tune in next week. Okay. So that's why I kind of accept it. And as well, I feel 
for the most part, they also do kind of give us little tidbits throughout the episode, either with like people acting weird or getting a rewind in scenes. So that's why I can accept the very tail end of the episode be like, here's a bunch of information taken. Oh, Wanda sends her away. You see the outside world visions catching on to stuff. Like I'm okay with that. I think it works. Like, don't get me wrong. I just think I'm getting you wrong. I'm getting you wrong. But you're not, I think it's like, you know, um, you're right. I'm hesitating to call it perfect, but at the same time, you know, we could be eight weeks from now or four weeks from now and like re-talk about this entire season. And, you know, it is perfect. It's a great show. It's like, I don't watch sitcoms at this point. Like, yeah, maybe I watch like King of the Hill, but like, I'm not watching Big Bang Theory anymore. I hate that shit. But like, cool. this is more than a sitcom to me. But sometimes I feel like they they pull those tropes just enough. But other mm-hmm. times, my desire, like my need for an attention span, wants more of it and wants like, yep. you know, a 24 minute episode or a 20 30 minute episode with six minutes of credits. Like, I'm trying to find like the thing in the credits because I'm like, I want more. Yeah. And that could be the cult of Marvel. That could be, you know, the fact that we haven't had a solid Marvel movie in over a year because of the pandemic. Like, I know you know what I was thinking about today. I totally forgot. David Harbour is in Black Widow. He plays Red. Gar- I completely like today. I was just walking around my apartment and I go, oh, yeah, he's in that. That's the thing. Yeah. We don't, we have that movie's supposed to have been out for like a year now, and it's just, it hasn't. Oh, and, and Morpheus got pushed back. Oh, no. Oh, right. Yeah. Everyone's super concerned about Morpheus. I, I, when I heard it got pushed back, I was like, oh, good. I, I'm not excited for Morpheus. No. Who would be? Yeah. No one. Except for Jared Leto. He's really, he's like, oh, it's going to be the thing. Everyone's going to love it. I mean, after his Joker didn't work and like. Mm-hmm. Though I, I will kind of give him some credit. I don't know how much of that Joker design was him. Okay. But at the same time, you hear the stories of him behind the scenes. Like, I sent them a used condom like because I want them to be, like not enjoy my company. So when they're around Joker, it's like, you know what? Heath Ledger like didn't do that. Like He was good on set. Like He was still like could chat with people and be very cooperative. Wasn't he fucking wasn't, weird. Like... That's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, call it what it is. Yes. No, exactly. Yeah. And yes, Heath like spent three months in a hotel room by himself, like trying to define it. that was like his weird turn. But once he like came to set, then he was like, okay, like, hey, everybody, how's it going? Like, it's great to be. I'm so happy we're working on a movie. He wasn't like, do you want, I was gonna say, do you want to know how he got these scars? But that's actually his line. <laughs> I'm gonna just make you hurt really badly. I can't, I don't even remember any of the Joker's lines from Suicide Squad. No, because why would you? Yeah. But yeah, so super excited for Morpheus. Of course. Yeah, what time does the new episode get? Re- is it not? It's not going to be midnight. Would it be like three a.m. on I our side? Because they want to. If it's midnight, I might actually just watch it tonight. I mean, if you're awake, I don't see the problem. I mean, I, what I do is usually I end up watching it before work. See, I usually watch it after work on Friday, and that's like a nice thing. But part of me is like, I think I want to just watch it right away. Yeah. I try. Like, I, yeah. excuse me. I want to watch it right away, just because, like. It's only a half hour. Like in the mornings, I don't watch anything in the mornings. Like maybe I'll like I'll game for like a little bit and just like give it a go. But it's not worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for this week. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yes. I'll be, I, it's kind of weird. I haven't gotten like maybe I haven't been looking. It's been a very weird week on Reddit, and we can talk about that later. Yep. So maybe I just haven't seen them because I've been bombarded by other shit. 
But mm-hmm. like, I haven't seen spoilers. I haven't seen leaks. I haven't seen anything. It's kind of crazy for a TV show. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Marvel has it down pat now to know, like, hey, nothing gets out if we don't want it. And also, excuse me, they don't release, like, trailers or clips for the next episode until, like, today being Thursday, the day before the episode, to just make sure, like, okay, we're not getting uh, the sites like IGN or big podcasts like the Shane and Scuba Steve show, which is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, chances to spoil everything and get the news out, like, oh, here's what's going to be happening in this episode. And... I think also, in a way, like there's, it's not filming anymore either. So it's not like you can have people like taking set photos, like, oh, look, here's Vision wearing this costume from the comics. So I think that's why there hasn't been too many leaks. And also, probably the fact that it's Disney Plus and Disney has the control of when it actually gets released. It's not like putting it in a movie theater where the week before they have the DVD and, oh, someone stole it and put it online. Like they have. As soon as they had sent, now it's out to the public. True. Makes yeah. sense. So, very excited. So, we have a Super Bowl. We do. Weekend. Well, we have a Super Bowl every year. That's true. Next weekend, Super Bowl 55, Bucks versus Chiefs at the Bucks Stadium. The first Super Bowl to be held at one of the team's home fields. Kind of crazy. I always wanted it to be the Pats. I really did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but they would never have a up north uh, Super Bowl unless we had a dome. Yeah, and we don't. We are not getting a dome, I believe, anytime soon. No, because the wind is an advantage. Yeah, well, obviously that in the lighthouse. You know, you can't hide the lighthouse. Maybe they'll put it inside. You never know. I guess like we're, yeah. You know, we're not Bob Craft. We're not getting there, but yeah. Yep. So, Bucks Chiefs. We had AFC and NFC games last week. We took predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. For Bucks Packers, I was 24 Bucks, 21 Packers. You were 21 Bucks, 18 Packers. Uh, final score of the game was 31 26 Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady going to his 10th Super Bowl. He's been in one fifth of all the Super Bowls that have happened. Yeah, crazy. Right? I, what, was, what was something that I, I read the other day? It was like Tom Brady has gone to 10 Super Bowls. These teams have gone to seven Super Bowls Panthers, Bucks, and like. Two other teams. It was like, and the Bucks are only going to their seventh because of Tom Brady. I just he's also oh please you no. Pass. I just think it's insane, and this is actually so. Yeah. This is only the second Super Bowl that Tom Brady is going in as the underdog. The only other time he's gone in as another underdog is his first Super Bowl. Yep. I want to say he's also now tied for NFC championships with Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. I think that's to me kind of hilarious. Like it took him one year to be like, all right, you guys, I'm I'm tied with you now. I, yeah, I, I can beat yet. I mean, like, yeah. it's yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. But it's I'm. It is going to be a good game. They're going to definitely uh, market this as like young versus old, the new generation versus the last generation, David versus Goliath. Um, but it's going to be exciting. W- what are you thinking? Who? What do you think? Score? Who do you think might win? I don't know. I think we might Got any ideas? To, I feel like I need because it's not going to be this. The Super Bowl is until next weekend. Yeah, it's next week. Correct. So I think we can get to it next week. But early thoughts, not having looked at anything mm-hmm. except like listening to a couple of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Lean in Chiefs. God, yep. I think I have to. I think it's. I think it's the most important thing right now is that it's. It's probably the Chiefs. Um, Mahomes just has an arm and too many weapons. Mm-hmm. Brady definitely has weapons. He has like weird weapons to me, though. Like, yep. AB, who like shouldn't even be in the league, if you ask me. Gronk, who's like, yep. yep, getting up there in age, but also injuries, and like Leonard Fournette and 
Chris Evans. Like he's just got a, he's got a bizarre roster of weapons, and they've gotten him this way. So you you never know. Also, like Tom Brady's game management abilities could be huge here. This is tenth or mm-hmm. yeah, this tenth Super Bowl. Like the man's yep. been here enough times to like probably help people run the procedure for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, is Evans's name Chris? No, it's not. Yeah, I was gonna say because that's Captain America. Mike Evans, pardon me. Okay. Um, I am also leaning a little bit Chiefs for a lot of the same reasons. Mahomes does have a cannon, um, but it's like by a point or a field goal. It's. I don't think it'll. Be, it won't be a blowout. I don't think Brady can allow that because at the end of the day he has a fire in his gut that can just like stir up points if he needs it yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, but I think this is going to, it's just, it's so like crazy to actually think, you know, when he went to Tampa Bay, people were like, ah, what if he made it to the Super Bowl his first year? And he, he did, he did it. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. It's insane. It's exciting. But I think it's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. Like, Granted, like, here's mm-hmm. the thing. There's a couple issues, like, things. Like, it's a pandemic. Yep. And there's going to be yep. 20, like, it's, like, seven or 22,000 fans in that stadium. And, like, what's, what I love, I think, is the, the NFL is overly Wait. pushing this. Is like, 7,500 va- fully vaccinated medical professionals. Like, that's cool. I'm not, like... I thought they couldn't have... Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought they couldn't have any fans. So no, they're going to have, I think, 22,000. Okay. Because I had, I thought they couldn't have any fans, which I thought was funny because that meant... All season, the Bucks been playing with fans in Florida, but this would be their first game without fans. No, it is. It's confirmed but, there'll be twenty two thousand plus. That so twenty two thousand minus the seventy five hundred healthcare workers plus fourteen hundred yep. or fourteen thousand paying fans. Yeah, and uh, okay, the league is stepping up its protocols. I'm just reading this right now. We're planning on issuing yep. every fan in attendance a KN95 mask or a similarly effective mask, so everyone in there is yep. breathing clean air. Yep, I think it's. Like it's it's gonna be crazy. Like last year, you know, you and I watched Super Bowl together. We had a great time. Yep. It's weird to have a Super Bowl and like I'm gonna be by myself for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I haven't done that in I don't know how long. Probably since I don't think I've ever watched Super Bowl with less than like four people. Like if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird time. Am I gonna have to eat like a lot of like uh pigs in a blanket by myself? Probably. I'm not too. I've usually worked on pretty much every single Super Bowl, True. Um, so I will be working again. I will. I though I don't know how it would be in terms of guests. I think probably none because Brady's playing. Because anytime the Pats were ever playing, no one would come in, yeah. which was nice. Because then me and all my other coworkers would just make food for ourselves and like just watch the game, and then get very pissed when any single person walked in. You're rooting the like, dude. Why are you even here? Well, can I have a ginger ale? No, no. Ginger ale's um, outside. So I don't. Yeah, so I don't like. I'll be working. I know I won't be able to get out of it, but it's just I'm curious as like, oh, will I be busy or not? Like I hope I'm not because that is one of the nicer things. Actually, is like okay, like I can still just watch it. It's not an issue. But then if I have tons of tables, I'll. It'll just be the. It'll be the worst. Really then it's like I can't actually can't watch the game. I mean, the yep. weekend is the halftime show, and like. Mm-hmm. Again, we can press it more next week, but like that's going to be pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things. Yep. Did you watch the Bills Chiefs game? Yes. I was screaming at my fucking TV so much. 
because this they couldn't figure out shit. You got Mahomes the Bills. drops who gets injured, and there's a lot of talk about if that was actually a concussion or a pinch nerve. We don't need to get into it because you know something happened to him. Yep. The man couldn't walk and he deserved to sit out. How do you let Chad Henney, of all people, on like a fourth and long, run the ball, and then immediately dash your Super Bowl hopes when you're the Bills? That was, uh, that wasn't the Bills game. That was the week before. Because Mahomes played during Chiefs Bills. Didn't he get injured Chiefs Bills? No, he got injured the week before, but I can't remember who the Chiefs were playing. Was that Ravens? That would have been the Saints. Uh, that would have been uh, the Browns. No, it wasn't Ravens. Correct. It was the Browns. Yeah. No, yeah, that was the Browns Chiefs game. The Bills, Mahomes was back in. Oh. Wait, really? Yes. Yep. You're a week off. 100%. I'll bet you a billion dollars. I'll bet you $2 billion. Your hand has been shooken virtually through the podcast. You owe me $2 billion. If I ever get $3 billion, I'll give you half of it. No, 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 no. I don't need it all at once. I can take payments. No, that's fine. You're never just, I don't know. All right, anyway, you're right. I want sorry. five bucks a week. I confused it. I want five. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But I did watch the Bills-Chiefs game, and... The, the Bills fell behind, and then near the end, they kind of had they got some momentum going. I was kind of rooting for them, but yeah, they just couldn't they couldn't catch up. I mean, Stephon Diggs did an amazing job on the Bills, like catching mm-hmm. incredible passes. Like, I just you're right. I feel like Cole Beasley was supposedly playing with a broken uh, fibula the last few weeks, which is crazy because part of your leg. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just I, I agree with that. I feel like they had momentum. And they were very close, and then they just couldn't do it. And like their onside kick game was yep. very good. Yep. Oh, did you did you see the last one that they did? Oh my! They like flipped that guy in the air by his leg. Oh, it's incredible. Right? Like it's a, it was a good game. And I feel like the AFC always produces like high quality football. It's just it's a Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl, and it, to me, it's just a Tom Brady Mahomes. It doesn't matter what the teams are. Like that's that's what it is. Yeah, Gronk versus Kelsey. Which I don't think is a fair comparison. Yeah, pr- pretty much simply because Kelsey's in far better shape than Gronk in terms of like injury. Yeah. Though Gronk doesn't wear that giant arm uh, pad anymore, which I can, I'd say, appreciate. But I remember just every time seeing him suit up and put that on, I'd be like, how like is that allowed? That's like an extra 10 pounds that he can. Just like throw around. So I like. I mean, you you two played high school football. This is a long time ago, but I remember I got like, I broke part of my hand like playing high, like doing whatever. And mm-hmm. my coach was like, yeah, we'll just wrap it up like a club. And I was like, what do you mean like a club, dude? And he like show, he like, wrapped it for me. And I was like, this is a weapon. You're attaching yeah. me like a Mega Man arm to my hand. I'm gonna be. I'm. This we're gonna be fine. Don't worry about the team. Yeah, no, I wasn't such a prominent player that my injuries had to be wrapped up so I could keep playing. Oh, no, no, when I got hurt. Practice. Oh, no, okay, but still, my injuries were more like, hey, Shane, take the shoulder pads off. You're good. Don't even worry about it anymore. Okay, coach. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, coach. Should I have some Gatorade? Drink all the Gatorade, Shane. Don't even worry about it. We'll make more. Okay, coach. But yeah. Right. I, don't well, know where, I don't know where the Super Bowl is going to take us, and we'll figure it out next week. But one, Do we know who's doing the national anthem? I don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to put money on uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, okay. I believe it's uh, Jasmine Sullivan. I have no idea who that is. It's, uh, all right, apparently, it's Eric Church, the country singer, and Jasmine Sullivan. It's a duet. 
Don't know what she's do it for the under, national. But yeah. Who's Eric Church? I gotta. I'm gonna look him up right He's now. He's a, a country trying. singer who sang chart-topping songs like "Drink in My Hand," "Talladega," which is a great song, uh, "Record Year," another very good song, and "Springsteen." I I guess okay. I like Eric Church. After reading those four songs, I know three of them. So I think I think I like Eric Church now. I don't know Eric Church well enough, so I'll have to listen to some of his music to see if I like his rendition of the national anthem. Do you know Eric Gospel? Uh, no, is that like his other name? No, it's his cousin. And there's also Eric Synagogue and Eric Mosk. Are you, wait, is this, this is, the this joke. is a bit. Okay. Because <laughs> part of me was like, okay, Eric Gospel could actually be like a person. But once he said synagogue, I was like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm glad you took that one. You caught up. Yep. Thanks. I'm pretty sharp today. But yeah, uh, Super Bowl next week. We'll, be... we'll do predictions next yeah. week. We record next week, mm-hmm. but I guess like last up on our rundown this week, um, there's been a lot of market news. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna preface this entire segment, and I know there's people listening who will make fun of me for saying this entire little bit. Uh, we are not investment advisors. We don't recommend anything. Don't do what we do. Um. Thoroughly, or what is it, allegedly for the entire thing as usual for us. Um. Mm-hmm. We're not, yeah, we don't recommend anything. Don't do what we do. All those wonderful disclosure things. Literally don't listen to us. Um, so GameStop. A company once thought dead. Very dead. A company that one time offered me a quarter for a GameCube game. Which game? Was it Spy Hunter? I'd give a quarter for that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd give like $5 for it now. <laughs> it was a fun game. Sure, to keep telling yourself that as you're homeless because you're giving out five bucks for a copy of anyway. it. Uh, GameStop, a relatively dead company, as Shane is saying, with I found out like over 5,000 stores still, which mm-hmm. to me is always baffling because it's like whenever you drive down like a mini mall, like a, a strip mall in America, it's like, yep. what am I gonna find? And it's generally a Panera Bread, mm-hmm. maybe a sort of pet store or grocery store, yep, a couple like local stores. And then a GameStop. Yeah, and it's always there. Lots of malls, and you know, you walk in and you're like, "I'm here for like one specific thing, and you don't distract me with your weird collectibles, your neck." Do you want to sign up for a monthly magazine? Yeah, like I don't want a Game Informer subscription. I don't want to. You can do an online version. You don't have to get paperback if you don't want. I don't it. want a Power Up Rewards card. I don't know what you're saying. If you do, you get ten percent off all your purchases. I don't want a like warranty for the disc it's only three dollars more although in my youth i probably should have gotten a couple warranties that's that's on me i usually would get warranties on the games i knew i was keeping and then games that i thought i was like i'll probably have this for a month and then trade it back i would not get the warranty. that makes sense but see like, I, like yeah when i had my gamecube growing up i was like lackadaisical with like i just kept games like a stack like they weren't in the case they were just in a stack and i'd like thumb through it like oh i'm gonna play this a lot of scratch discs, a lot of just hoping, and a lot of toothpaste cleaning. Um, yep. Anyway, so there's a Reddit called Wall Street Bets. It's a fun Reddit. It's incredibly inappropriate, but it's like fun to read. A lot of people just like investing and like taking whatever they have and like trying to make something out of it. It's very interesting. Not a great place if you're like, if it's much like gambling in certain regards. But a lot yep. of people with different ideas. A lot of people do publish like really interesting due diligence stuff to read. Um, that said, it's super independent. Like 
I don't think people people you will read news right now. People are like, oh, they're all manipulating the market. I think it's a lot of people just learning and then agreeing with each other and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't define the rules for what manipulation is and isn't. But basically, um, too many hedge funds decided they were going to crush GameStop because it's old and it's old. Let's be honest here. It's an old dead company for the most part. Um, and people started realizing this and realized that, well, if you, if you bet on a company to fail, you generally have to pay for it at a certain point and you have to cover your losses and to make a long story short and to minimize a lot of different things, uh, Reddit or well, wall street bets. And then now the rest of the, the world after learning about this has propped up GameStop significantly. Uh, me included yes. because I was intrigued. <laughs> did you buy I it? Did. Oh my God. Yeah. I wish I see. I, I came into this too late. I got a text from my brother-in-law yesterday. Like, did you buy GameStop stock? And I'm like, what? And he goes, what about AMC or BlackBerry? So, and I'm like, like, here's the thing. AMC and BlackBerry, I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. GameStop, I'm like, all right, this could work. Because it is working. AMC, I actually kind of still believe, I would kind of believe in. I, I'm not going to put any money in because I know I'll just lose it in the end. Um, but AMC, I still believe in because in the back of my mind, movie theaters will come back. Like they can't go because there is always going to be a difference between watching a movie by yourself and watching it with an, an audience. Yep. So, but BlackBerry, when, I, when that was when they're like, you buying BlackBerry stock? I'm like, no, I will not be doing that. So it, the craziest thing. So I, I got in last week and then a few of our, our mutual friends got in earlier this week. And it's been a tough, like, wake up, see what the after hours price is and then like work. Mm-hmm. And then at 930, the market opens and all of a sudden I'm like clenching for the rest of the day. Yep. What's crazy for the most part is all week it's been going up and there's this whole um, short squeeze that's happening and you know people are buying and holding the stock and pricing out other people to make sure that you know people have to pay for the, the shares that they're trying to short. Today, um, so it hit kind of like the mainstream news yesterday where it was like on Good Morning America and CNN and CNBC, everybody's talking about like these Reddit people who are trying to take over the market. That was kind of yesterday. And today yep. the tone shifted. A lot of exchanges and uh, brokerages like Robinhood, the one we like a lot of people use, restricted them. So you couldn't buy new shares of GameStop. You could only sell what you had, yep. which is a problem. It's problematic for like the market. It's problematic for people. Like it's not everything's supposed to work. And so all throughout the day, it was like, well, Robinhood doesn't want us to succeed. Like they're working with the hedge funds. It was a very much like a us versus them mentality. And it still is. And I think it's been the entire time. But what's crazy is, like, at the end of the day today, Robin was like, so about tomorrow, we're going to let you guys buy, a, like, in a limited capacity. So things are still rolling. But it's just been crazy yeah. to watch, like, all this coverage for Reddit. And, like, at a certain point last night, Wall Street Bets couldn't keep up with the traffic and moderate their page properly. So they had to, like, go private for a while. It's yeah. a very interesting, like, David, David versus Goliath story happening in front of us. Yes. Well, to let some people know how all of this has affected uh, GameStop and its market, uh, on December 29th of 2020, it was trading at $19.38 a share. Um, its highest, which it re- reached uh, at around 10 a.m. today, was $469 it hurt. a share. It really hurt. Yes. And, and now it's dropped back down to 197 Still a ridiculous amount. I will say um, in the after hours, it's back up to like $300. Yes. 297. So like 
that's the craziest part is like today with like no one being able to buy it right mm-hmm. even with that massive drop where it went down basically like 112 dollars is where people bought in like on monday you couldn't even get was- more I was going to say, would you be willing to answer how much did you buy it at? Um, I bought it at, I won't, like, I won't, like, I bought it at, like, last week. So, like, I bought it before okay. this happened. Okay. And you haven't sold your shares yet? No. Team hold. I think it's, um, okay. to me, at a certain point, I think it's, um, and this is my own personal view, no one else's. I view it as, like, I think it makes sense. I think what's happening makes sense. Do I believe in GameStop in the long term? Not really. Um, I've read a lot of things about what like the new board member Ryan Cohen wants to do. He came from Chewy. Um, part mm-hmm. of the rise of GameStop happened because he's a new board member and people really saw him and they're like, okay, he can make actually turn this around and make GameStop like an actual competitor, you know, in a, di- a few different spaces. What is then? Do you so? What is his plan then? If do, do we know what what is speculated as his plan for GameStop? I don't know off the top of my head. Um, oh okay because i was gonna say see i was at dinner with my grandparents uh last evening and my father brought this up and he talked about how much like gamestop was a part of my childhood like any money i had i'd be like go spend it there so to me even though the market and how people get games is far different especially because you could just either stream them or download them straight to your consoles at home um i still believe like there's a place for gamestop Especially when you considered, like, I'm still trying to find a PS5. Like, having GameStop as another option to go look at is a benefit. So, so like, that's the thing. I agree with you because I bought the disc PS5 because I wanted to be able to buy and sell games. And I explained, like, yep. I messaged you this week. I was like, oh, hey, I bought the Cyberpunk, which we've done a whole episode on, for $50. I can buy it from X retailer for $23, get my $50 back, and then I'm up positive, like, what is that, 27 like 50% savings. Cool. But yeah. I can only do that because I had a disc. If I had, if yeah. I didn't have a disc drive, you know, I'm stuck in that Sony ecosystem. So I think GameStop has a place, but I don't think it's at $300 a share. Like that's the thing. And I think a lot of what I've seen on boards like Wall Street Bets is people like talking about how this is the first time for them that they've really, they've realized that they can like stick it to the financial system that's done them dirty for very many years. So a lot of people talking about 2008, mm-hmm. A lot of people talking about the mortgage crisis. A lot of people talking about even tech stocks crashing in 2000. And to yep. me, it's like this has now become more of a social movement than an investment opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm cool either way. The way I've been thinking about it is I, if I get out and I'm up 10% on what I invested, I'm happy because it's 10%. But if it's any yep. more than that, you know, I view it as success. Obviously, like seeing $470 or $469 today was like, damn, okay. But then watching it go to 112 again, I was like, well, this is fucked, but yeah. we're along for the ride at this point. Um, so what uh, company should you tell our viewers to invest in right now to get what's going to be the next one? I have no idea. And I don't I don't make assumptions that I will. Um, OK, well, then I'll I'll do it on your behalf. Um, Scuba says Eggo waffles buy into Eggo waffles. Yes. Buy all the Kellogg. I don't know. Is, is it Kellogg? You know, what we should do is figure out what companies are having commercials during the super bowl and then pick one of those because i feel one of them would have a great enough commercial that people would be like oh man i gotta go buy more doritos so what's crazy is like people are not doing super bowl ads this year not a lot but or rather uh yeah well i know coke and pepsi are 
or or not because they were they were like we don't want it to become political or ha- send a wrong message. Budweiser's not doing it. Yep. Though I'll just say, the commercials for the Super Bowl they don't ever have to be political. No, they can just be a commercial. Like you, one thing that I saw I saw it on Twitter is like not every commercial has to be Kendall Jenner trying to stop a protest with Pepsi. Like, yeah, like it can just be a commercial. You could just have a Pepsi commercial that literally is just like. Because I think my favorite one that I always remember is it's this little kid who goes to buy a soda and he wants to go either get a Coke or Pepsi and ends up going and buying a Pepsi and it's in front of a pawn shop that has a guitar and that's Jimi Hendrix. And had he bought a Coke, it would have been a Corian. It's like, that's a, to me, that's like a great commercial. Yeah. Like, it's a good idea. It's a good concept. And it's like, oh, buy Pepsi. You could be a rock star. Yada, yada. But that doesn't have, there's nothing political. But now it's like, they all think like, well, how, what, what can we touch on? What can get more views? It's like, no, if you just make it a kooky, weird commercial that has a Pepsi at the end, that's going to stick far better than we believe in every life is valuable. Pepsi. It's like, no. Yeah, it's a little bit tough. But I mean, also out of the Super Bowl this year are Hyundai, Olay, Little Caesars, Ford, and the ever classic Avocados from Mexico. Ah, oh, what no avocados from Mexico? Dang. It kind of hurts, but at the end of the day, like I think you know they're not wrong that the current situation might not lend itself to Super Bowl ads. Um, but we'll see what comes out. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my foot down on this. To me, this is just kind of ridiculous that companies. I feel there's honestly no real reason why they can't like they should be hesitant to make any commercial. I think to me, it's more so. It's like if you're all can only think of political idea for commercials and you can't think of anything, not like that's the problem that you can't, no one in your creative team is like, what if we just did like, cause the avocados from Mexico commercials, they're never anything. They're very weird. Yeah. But they, they work. Like I just, I think right now that there's too much focus on like what it could be and not what it is. Yep. But that's not for us. We're not ad execs yet. Unless we open our own agency. Wait, wait, can we buy ad space then? Uh, do you have, I believe it's $50 million for 30 seconds. Do you say 15 or 50? Uh, five, zero, 50. How many shares of GameStop did you buy? Not enough. Okay, well then I don't have that 50 minutes. Do they take payment plans? I doubt it. But imagine if I had put enough in to buy us 30 seconds for the Super Bowl ad. That would be insane. Oh, man. We get two more listeners out of it. It would be incredible. <laughs> I'd only do it, though, if we can make sure ours is super political, like overly political to the point that like people are like, OK, that was that was too much. It would be like the like the old uh, GoDaddy ads where everyone was like, I got to get to my computer right now and find out if she wears the bathing suit. Yeah, like, I want overly political. I want ours to be black and white. A lot of close ups, not a full face, but like just angles of our faces with a voiceover done by uh, I'm going to say. Let's go with Sam Elliott. I think that would be good. Okay. And he, and he can just be saying things like freedom, integrity, rights, stuff like that. And then we and show then a he, picture of like an orange after. like. Yeah. And then it just goes the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Interesting. Okay. And, oh, yeah. And then maybe end on like an outtake of like one of us farting like on the set. Because we're not, we're serious, but we're not too serious. I got it. Exactly. We want people at the very end to go, oh, okay, this was a joke. They get okay. it. They know. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish I got in on GameStop. Maybe I'll have to find some company that I can help there, turn there's around. Always, make... It's always popping up on 
on the Wall Street bets side, but you got to take everything there. I think they were the grain of salt. Like, that's one advice mm-hmm. I have. Like, I don't trust people. <laughs> invest in salt. You're saying invest in salt and herd. I just, I, I don't trust people. Who are like, this is going to go crazy. It's like, how do you know? Mm-hmm. And then you got to, like, you got to find that it's, it's not worth it. But mm-hmm. do you want to tell the people where they can find us? Well, they can find us in a boatload of places. I, you know, I'm liking using boatload. I use it, I feel, every week now. It's a good one. I enjoy it. Yeah. But they can find us in a boatload of places. First, they can find us on Instagram at, at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. They can also find us online at www.theshaneandscubastevesshow.com, which, guess what? I'll probably have in the next couple of days a review for lockdown. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, this review is as great as the movie. <laughs> Got ya. Um, as well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're there, why don't you subscribe? Why don't you give us a like? Give us five stars. Why don't you give us five stars? Why don't you give us a review? Why don't you do that? We'd appreciate it. But yeah, that's where they can find us. Excellent. Well, folks, we'll see you next week on the Shane Scuba Steve Show. Thank you very much.